Spanning the globe, this is the Blockade Podcast. Hey, uh, joining us today is Jeff Strong. Howdy. Jared Morgs from a bathroom. G'day, mates. G'day, mates. <laughs> <laughs> from, the, uh, from, the, from the telephone booth on the highway. Yeah, we, 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 we've kicked him out of the uh, the sound recording booth and uh, you know down into a basement that's all tiled in because uh, we just don't want to stare at him. That's right. <laughs> that's, I'm pretty used to it in Australia. We're always down under somewhere. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we, we also have Bonzo with us. Guten Tag. And I'm your host, Shut Your Trap. Here comes the rush. Order up. So uh, we've we've got a a relatively pain-free episode for you all today, in that we really don't have anything wonderful to talk about. So this can be a little loose, a little goosey, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. But we're going to try and add a little more pinball than usual, as well as all the other crap that we like to talk about. So, <laughs> what about Slurpees? Come on. Uh, we might squeeze in a Slurpee talk or two, but uh, you know they're not really doing anything this month, so uh, nothing, nothing terribly exciting there. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to say, uh, since joining Twitter, I've started to understand the benefits of joining Twitter. By the way, you can reach me at Shut Your Traps. You can reach the podcast at Blockade. And I don't think either of you two had... Bonzo, you don't have a Twitter account, do you? Uh, I I do, but I usually don't use it. But you were just about to tell me why I should. <laughs> so, so it's hashtag. <laughs> it's, it's hashtag Drecksclown if anyone's interested. Uh, okay, and uh, and obviously Jared is at Jared Morgs. Um, no, See, so it's I said it's not hashtag. Yeah, got that yeah. wrong already. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag is what you that want to talk you about. You don't use Twitter, man. <laughs> <laughs> So I started following um, uh, Stern Pinball and uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, and I was amazed at how often they're actually active. <laughs> I've, I've started learning things. It's it's quite incredible because, I don't know, I guess I was being very passive and just uh, trying to see what was popping up in the in the world of pinball and stuff, and um, I'm, I'm not on pin side that much, so I'm not really up on what's going on. It's, you know, I'm, I'm on the TPA fans forum for the most part, and nobody's talking about real pinball there. <laughs> it's all speculation on what's coming up next in Pinball Arcade. Um, but so anyway, they uh, with with Stern, I noticed that they were at Comic Con in San Diego, and I thought, why is pinball going down to San Diego for a comic book convention? And then it dawned on me with. Oh yeah, they have a ton of pinball games that are based off of Marvel properties. Um, so I know they had, uh, I believe they had Iron Man down there. I know they had Metallica, which then they had Kurt Hammett come down to their booth and sign their machine and was doing autographs and stuff. And I was like, man, what a great thing to you know for promotion when you've got that many geeks walking around and you know they're going to drool over your machine. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a really good fit, pinball and comics. Um, they yeah, tend to go really hand-in-hand. Hand. I know that, uh, the I think it's Pinball Podcast, no, Spooky Pinball, they actually regularly go to the Godzilla uh, uh, event uh, local to them. They actually bring their own Godzilla pinball with them okay. that they've made. 
their one-off, and it just gets hammered. In their last podcast, <laughs> they were saying that um, the flipper actually completely spun around and failed on them. It was one of those lightning <laughs> flippers. Whoa, and it just wow. completely spun around and failed on them. I mean, the machine's been apparently there for about... They've had it for about seven years, and it really only gets an outing down to Godzilla Fest, or whatever they call it. Um, so... Um, yeah, it tends to get hammered by um, kids, adults, everybody. So, yeah, a lot of these conventions and stuff, they put a pinball there, and it really does draw people into your booth. Yeah, I just, I never, I, I don't know why I didn't make the connection before. And, I mean, again, you think about Zen and all the marble tables that they do, you should have been a no-brainer. But, uh, you know, there there you have it. I just, I didn't put the connection together with it. Um Speaking of them with, to, uh, with Zen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you're going to talk <laughs> the same thing. But uh, the, <laughs> I, didn't they, they took down all the references to Guardians of the Galaxy recently? I think that oh, was did they? Yeah, they did. Because, well, Zen got the license, didn't they? They actually released uh, the pinball table almost in parallel to the movie. So Yeah, yeah. If only Pinball Arcade had done that with World Cup Soccer. Hmm. Or some, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and again, didn't Zen also release their their soccer table just like maybe a month before the World Cup started? Yeah, yeah. It's like really make fight anymore, but you know. But even still, even still, it's like talk about you know. There's a way of doing cross promotion. There's a way of of selling more of your table at a hot moment and and timing it correctly. And um I, I, it that seems like seems Pinball true. Arcade is just missing some really sweet opportunities. Um, you know, obviously they could have, if they had the license and blah blah blah. We all know that, but just go mm. with me. Uh, if they had have had World Cup '94, it would have been perfect to release that during the World Cup. Um, no. You know, you've got Doctor Who about to start up again. If they had that table, it'd be perfect to, you know, put that out at, at the same time. I mean, there's so many. About the only thing they seem to take advantage of is Halloween. <laughs> but instead, yeah. we get we get lights, camera, action. <laughs> <laughs> That's spooky. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, what I was going to say about Zen was, yeah, the with Guardians of the Galaxy, that was perfect timing for them putting that out. And then I noticed that they had Deadpool, and I hadn't uh, tried the demo of that. And so I tried the demo. Holy crap, that table's funny. I mean, it's, it got, it's got a mini pinball table on the pinball table, and Deadpool's sitting there mocking. He's like, who puts a mini pinball table on a pinball table? And then, and then he says, at one point I heard Deadpool say, well, this has got to be better than the Iron Man table that we put out earlier. <laughs> 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 I was just like, that's so awesome. It's all totally being self-referential and you know, capturing the spirit of the character. You know, yeah. I just, yeah, that was, that was all sorts of good. I was, I... I don't pay for Zen full price, so I'll be waiting for the uh, Steam sale. But I'm looking forward to uh, putting some time into that table because I don't know. I like a good, I like a good humor table. Yeah, it's a fun table. Uh, I've got it on Android, and um, it's it is good fun to play. And yeah, the callouts are really really funny. The first couple times you hear them, they do t- start to wear on you a little bit. Well, um, that is that is Zen uh, in general. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, true. Any, anybody but, that's played uh, any of the Star Wars tables, you're just like, shut up, Yoda! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a bit like that. But, yeah, it, it's a fun table, and you kind of just block out the um, the sound calls after a while. They still add to the game, and it's like, 
don't confuse it with being like a like don't buy it because you know the sound calls will annoy the heck out of you because they won't they do fit the game and it actually works pretty well and on the flip side currently in uh, beta and who knows by the time this podcast comes out it'll probably be right available for purchase but uh, they've got diner up in the beta and I was uh, playing that and the music in that and this is I know this is one of the things that bugged me about that table where it's so repetitive yeah. <laughs> and it's just like after playing I, again I'd messed around with a couple of the Zen tables and I'm not a fan of of their techno soundtracks that they put in the pin um, but it was interesting just such a, a jarring jolt going from what a modern table sounds like you know according to Zen and then going to this you know table that was what 89 90 uh, the glorious days of MIDI yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um no, the, the other thing I was going to say was also with the Twitter, though, with uh, with Jersey Jack, um, how, again, it, it's been kind of like, you know, I haven't heard much from them or anything. Uh, you know, you hear occasionally about Wizard of Oz being out in the wild or, or whatever, but I noticed that they were doing a lot of functions just in the New York area um, and bringing the tables with them and uh, kind of putting the word out there in that respect. So it's like, okay, so there's actual... These these companies are actually doing something. <laughs> What's the story in the Hobbit? Is that still coming soon? Or? Yeah, they've got they've been showing pictures of the playfield, um, not the toys or anything, but just the the playfield art. So you can kind of make your assumptions of what it's going to be doing. <laughs> I, I think it is set for release uh, when the third movie comes out. Or yeah, okay, so End like next December, year, I think. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what sort of um, preview um, Jersey Jack get of the Hobbit series. I mean, sure, you know, there's a book and everything. <laughs> but, you know, if they want to... I wonder if they're going for more of a movie tie-in or whether they're going for more of a book tie-in. That's no, they're doing done. movie tie-in. It's very... Right. It's, it's got the Wizard of Oz look to it in terms of the art. Is it um, using the actual actors and stuff? Yes, then? yes. So they probably need to wait for the third movie, depending on what their NDA level gets them as far as plot. And I don't know. It depends on what toys you... You know, it all comes down to what toys you're using. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a smog on there, which they already now know what he looks like. And, you know, what? You're going to have some gold ingots around. And I mean, it's not... I don't think they're going to be putting, you know, five armies on the table. (laughs) I I think we've pretty much seen everything that you're going to see in the world and they can go ahead and produce the table and anything else will be software updates, you know, in terms of the video. Yeah. That's right. I think they're probably going to lean heavily on the video. Heaps of movie uh, snips, which is probably why they have to wait for the third movie to be released. Right. Uh, there's going to be plenty of uh, movie snip content in there, which, uh, you know, it looks great on those um, displays in the um, the Jersey Jack product. I went and played the LE at uh, Free Gold Watch when I was over in L- uh, not LA, San Fran, and it was amazing. Eh? I, it's uh, very cool what they what they're producing there. So I'm really looking forward to that that particular table. Hopefully, we'll see it down here in in the colonies. But uh, you know, yeah, I still haven't got my hands on it yet. Yeah, I played it in Vegas. It's I, I think the Hobbit will probably, like Jared was saying, really take advantage of of the screen even more with the movie clips and stuff. I mean, Wizard of Oz was pretty sweet as far as what they did with it what I'm really looking forward to and I just discovered it today I had no clue it was being put out but um, Dutch Pinball is making the Big Lebowski Pinball 
Oh, yeah. And yeah. holy crap, are they doing a bang-up job on it. Um, they rev- Have you they- seen the bowling alley? It looks awesome. Yes! Far and that's, out, that's what I was going to say. It's like bowling and pinball go hand-in-hand, hand, right? So now you've got this totally themed-out table. And I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not big on the licensing aspects of tables. Uh, but this one just, come on, it just works. And the bowling is like those old games where it was the, the hanging pins that were flat and you knock the, the pin and it flips up. So you've got that yeah. in the sub-level. And then you've got the main level, and then I'm not... They haven't revealed what's on the uh, the upper level. Um, not yet. No, not I guess yet. Nice there. But they just... these guys are a real pedigree. Like they're, they're the guys who re-engineered brighter Pinbot. Um, exactly. With brand new dots, and arguably, they're actually... A lot of the, the industry is saying probably some of the best dots ever in a pinball game. Um, so these guys have got a huge pedigree, and it's really good to see them actually getting into table development rather than just um, mods, like, right? You know, exactly new software essentially. But I think the thing that most impresses me is, thank God, no photos. It's all hmm. painted imagery, um, yeah. you know, realistic painted imagery, but it's it's back to that style of art and, and drawn stuff. Yeah, exactly. And so I was I was clicking around on their website, which it's uh, if you just go to www. Uh, excuse me while I fumble around here, Jeff. Take care of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you go to biglebowskipinball. dot com, you can see everything there is uh, about the table uh, currently. I'm sure they're going to be updated. They've got videos on there and stuff, but the videos that they are producing so capture the spirit of the film that you know these guys absolutely love it and the references that are going to be thrown into this, you got to believe, are going to be incredible. And to the point that they even put an outline of the rug on the, the back glass and if you pre-order, they'll ship you a rug. You'll <laughs> get a rug. Gonna hide, which will off. tie the whole room together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, it's going to be pretty sweet. I think a lot of people are going to be dropping some cash on this one. Um, it's, you know, going to be pretty nice. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. (laughs) (laughs) I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light, and, you know, has it ever occurred to you that instead of... uh, you know, running around uh, uh, blaming me, you know, given the nature of all this new shit, you know, it, it, this could be a, a, a lot more uh, 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 complex. I mean, it's not just, it might not be just such a simple, uh, you know? What in God's holy name are you blathering about? Hey, you know what we haven't done in a long time? Let's talk Android What's... with Jared. Hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we haven't for a while. Um, so there's been um, uh, only a few threads in between the beta threads for um, uh, the latest table, which is Dino, as we've covered. Um, a couple of people were um, having some just technical issues, which we were trying to help them out with. <laughs> some people complaining about how the App Store sucks for them, and we go, "Well, that's great. You know, here's a way of working around it." and you know, using gift cards and that particular individual wasn't listening so we went okay well there you go solution given and do what you, do what you like with it um, but apart from that um, not a great deal is is happening oh there is one thing that's happening that's <laughs> relating to me 
and that is that I have just got confirmation that the NVIDIA Shield tablet will be shipping to me um, mm. from the US because it's only available in the US. So I'm actually Shiny. having to get neener, fair, neener, neener. Fair yeah, it's only well, it's only available in the US, but you know, a drop shipping company will ship it to the colony. So you know, I'm getting them to do that for me. Um, so this thing is uh, in another thread that's happening on um, Pimble Arcade fans, where it's uh, the thread's titled "Disappointed in Texture Quality" or something like that. Yes, we're talking about um, you know how the the textures are limited, arguably because of um, the mobile platforms. And I think this this tablet, which is basically like a PC that you hold in your hand, but it's powered by Android, um, it's using a, a Tegra K1 chip. Now, I won't go into the, the technical vagaries of it, but it's basically the TLDR is very, very, very powerful Android device. Um, so much so that I would think that if Flippy Floppy wanted to enable an APK with PC assets in it, I reckon it would run it no problems at all. Um, without any yeah it's pretty epic um, so this thing should be shipping its way over to my place maybe in time for my birthday which is next week so it'll be pretty sweet next That's week being the 14th of August so yeah send me presents <laughs> <laughs> or at least a card something to show you care you know <laughs> um, Free stuff. We're, we're not going to say so, happy birthday to you though because we don't want to you know pay for those music rights uh, no <laughs> Exactly right, but yeah, that's that's the interesting thing that I think is going on at the moment. The the mobile markets, and this is certainly the case with iOS too, with their sixty four bit architecture that's coming into play. Uh, we're looking at mobile devices that can actually like keep up with PCs now that are you know running um, apps that before were only in the PC domain. Uh, this tablet, I think, ship with, ships with DirectX eleven or DirectX twelve, whatever the latest one is. So the thing is designed for games, and um, more and more devices like this are coming out. So I think that the shift from just being a, a thing that you read, you know, your email on, and you know, do a bit of you know a Candy Crush saga or something light like that is the, the days of that are actually going. And these things are turning into fully fledged gaming rigs. This thing actually, the, the Shield tablet will actually let you connect it via HDMI to your TV enable a console mode and then you can actually use it as a video game console so the it's crazy it's very cool um so as far as android goes that's kind of it i did actually um on the subject of android um those of you in ryan bruton or ryan routon um i managed to catch him the other day he's uh, oh, cool. he's had his one so he's had his baby good um doing very well I couldn't actually get the, whether it was a boy or a girl out of him but um, the things are going really well for him at the, the new company um, that he's working for um, and yeah the usual sort of craziness that you get when you're a new father is he's, he's, he's experiencing that firsthand. so yeah I think he's doing really well so um, I don't know I don't think he listens to the podcast but um, if you are listening Ryan g'day mate and um, good luck with the, uh, the little one and if Plus you aren't, one. screw you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. No, as far as Farsight... A shout out. Hey, as far as uh, Farsight goes, I haven't really been keeping up with the Android forum. Now, have they hired a 
a new dedicated Android developer, or is it just uh, like somebody's wearing multiple hats, or what's going on? Well, the the ever awesome Flippy Floppy is still sort of leading the charge in um, in the Android area. He's he's sort of acting as sort of like the the coordinator. They do actually have a, a dedicated Android uh, developer on staff now. And the great thing is that he actually does post in the forums. Um, so he's he is forum enabled, um, cool. which is awesome. So uh, I who think who is he? So we know. Yeah, sorry. Who is he? So that we know. Uh, he is. That's a very good question. I might need to um, flick over to the Android forum on my tablet. Yeah, uh, and you, you Google that in the meantime. Um, <laughs> do we think Dude. that? Do we just pure speculation here? Do we think that? Uh, Farsight with Pinball Arcade will eventually have to cut off and I know we've asked this question before but you know cut off certain generation of Android and iOS so they can move forward with these better platforms absolutely like they definitely going to have to and uh, I actually think and I'm surprised I haven't done it already I am too I think that I, I, I think it would be in their best interest personally to at the end of season 3 just boom cut Okay, here's the new specs that you have to have. You know, yeah, draw a line in the sand and say, yeah. "Look, this is this is it." Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like it's, you see a lot of people rocking an, uh, a, you know, an original iPad or iPad Two anymore. <laughs> you know, know, pretty I much, think... pretty much everybody's gone at least to a Retina screen. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And you know, it's it is a prime time for them to actually decide what hardware they're going to support. And you know, for those customers that are on older hardware. I know that Zen, back in the day when they actually also had to draw the line in the sand, they had to refund some customers and, you know, that's you know that's probably something they can absorb, but um, I'm not sure whether that's something that Farsight might be able to absorb, depending on the amount of customers that might need to you know, go off a particular platform. But if you covered the entire season, I mean, if you if you took it up all the way through season three and then said the cutoff, hey, you've still got tables that are working, you know, for that amount of time. There's no refund needed. It's not like they cut it off mid-season after somebody had already pre-ordered the entire season, and then of course a refund would be due. You know, yeah. it goes back into yeah. that whole thing of you've you've gotten what you've paid for. You're just unfortunately not going to be able to advance any farther. And if you though buy a new tablet I know at least in the case of Apple I'm sure it's the same thing with with Android you know hey I've got a new tablet I can now handle this stuff great all your purchases transfer over you know so now you're back up and running yeah uh, that's true so, you know so I don't think there's I think so long as they do a cutoff at a season they would be able to get away with it the bigger question is though does Farsight have the balls to do that it takes uh, I, yeah fairly large cojones to actually go. You know what? Your device we're no longer like certifying uh, TPA to run it. You can give it a go, but no support. You know, um, I, and I think that's probably what they're going to have to do moving forward. It will save them so much hassle doing it if they do decide to do it um, on both iOS and Android. And they can. I actually had this discussion in. Um, the disappointed in texture quality thread where, you know, there was a long, long post on there. So if you want to go and read it, you can. But um, it was basically saying, look, the only way I can really see them getting to the point where graphics are made consistent across all seasons and everything is to just, you know, 
do basically TPA version 2.0 and sort of start from scratch, give themselves time to go back through the tables, retool, like get new um, graphic imaging stuff and maybe a, a high camera or a flatbed scanner or something like that that can do high-risk scans and do the teardowns from you know the outset and, and do all that hard work up front, which they would have been doing up to the lead-up of um, the initial release with the four tables. But, you know, that's got its own challenges as well for them. That's going to stop their revenue stream, and it's, you know, it's... I wouldn't like to be in their shoes. They've got a tough decision to make um, regarding the future direction of the platform. Um, I think so, it would be rather interesting to know uh, what their sales figures are like in emerging markets like uh, China, India, Brazil, for example, because I think at least for Android, you will have uh, quite low spec devices for quite a while, and there are many people living in these countries. Mm, that's true. Like it's it is uh, sort of like an untapped market, but the market is such that the device specs required to run TPA correctly sort of limit that market at the moment Um, yeah it would be interesting to you know find out those figures I guess yeah I'm just curious to see how they would handle it Um, obviously I'm not a fan of them if they needed to then charge you to own all the tables again I think uh, Zen realized that when on the 360 and they were going to have the available on Xbox One and not be able to transfer tables that you own to the Xbox One like they were from PS3 to PS4 and there was a large enough outcry that Zen went mm, yeah you know what we're going to delay until we can uh, make that happen with Xbox I mean they obviously saw the damage to customers that it would do um, yeah. whether or not Farsight realizes that kind of damage I don't know <laughs> I think they're pretty aware of it like they get enough questions about people wanting to you know, cross-grade from iOS to Android to yeah. Pete's sake, you know, that the, the question is in people's minds. I mean, it's fair enough. People don't want to spend money they don't want to spend. But I think it depends on the level of upgrade that would be, you know, theoretically given in the theoretical version to... So if, we, if it suddenly looked like pro pinball... Everybody would be like, "Okay, here's my money." <laughs> yeah, totally. Shut up and take my sure. money. I'm throwing it at the screen now, right? Um, and look, put it this way: from my perspective, and this is purely my perspective, um, if they were to enable something like dynamic lighting and stuff like that on Android, that would be enough of a reason for me to repurchase over time. Like, um, I would be happy to throw them more money their way for retooling and probably having to completely redo the Android engine and arguably probably the the custom sound mixer which is the the cause of so much problems on Android at the moment um, you know what I kind of equate this to it's what's that it, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example here okay so you got Lord of the Rings right mm-hmm. and they came out with the basic movies and then they came out with the extended version so of course I wound up double dipping and this is all back in the DVD day, right? Yeah. So I had both the theatrical and the extended. And then a few years later, I finally get a Blu-ray player, and they come out with Lord of the Rings on Blu-ray, and I go, eh, you know what? I'm not going to double dip just yet. I'm going to hold off 
because there's probably going to be a packaged altogether version. And sure yeah. enough, they came out with a packaged altogether version, and I still didn't bite because by that time, Hobbit was coming out. So mm-hmm. I go ahead and I buy Hobbit, and then, of course, they announced Extended Edition. And I went, nope, I'm not going to do this again. <laughs> I've been bitten once before. Been bitten once before. I'm not going to do so, this again. So I'm waiting for all three extended versions to come out, because then they're going to get packaged into one. But then the question is, are they then going to package all of that together with the Lord of the Rings trilogy so that you have a six-movie box set that's all together and it's the uber-awesome collection? It's like there's a certain point where you start going, you know what, I know what they're going to do, so I'm just not going to purchase at all because I don't want to get burned somehow because that's inevitably what happens. It's like they burn the early adopters you know, it's like, hey, thanks for buying our movie. Oh, to all these people that never bought it? Yeah, here's five hours of extra material. Oh, and you guys already have all this stuff. Oh, too bad. If you want it, you're going to have to buy this also, you know. <laughs> and I'm not saying that that's what, what TPA is doing, but it's, it's that sense of I don't want little tiny upgrades. I want it to be the upgrade of all upgrades that we're not going to have to worry about it ever being upgraded again. You know, that's when I'll go ahead. That's when I would do the additional purchase. But until you do that... No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, I see, yeah. We, I see your point, eh? Like it's it's a fair point, and you know, you don't want to go through and keep throwing money. I mean, as much as we love the franchise and love what um, Farsight are doing with the franchise, you know, it's there's a limit to how deep our pockets go, and it would need to be a pretty significant change for me to you know throw money at it. I mean, if the tables were significantly redone graphically and as crisp, all the tables were as crisp as season threes. Um, yes, and they had a little bit more dynamic lighting. Things like the strobe light on Attack from Mars was fixed. These sort of things that you know they're citing technical limitations on at the moment. All those things yeah. fixed. But yeah, I'd have to put extra money their way because you know that would be worth it. And knowing what I do about the software development life cycle, that would take them a fair bit of time to do. Um, so yeah, fair enough. Here's some more money, guys. Yeah, good <laughs> on you. For doing that. I still think, I think they should also go with the idea that I had before, which was at some point um, create a separate app that is nothing but Stern and the modern Stern that can handle that they can actually do the current software that is in Stern and yeah. whatever you have to do to make it work. That's what your baseline for your your current uh, you know platforms are. You know, so if that completely wipes yeah. out 360 and PS3, so be it. You know, if, it, yeah, if you now have exactly. to have only an iPad Air and you know this Nvidia tablet that you're getting, so be it. Yep. Yeah. If you but want allow to play it, it, that's what you need to do. Exactly. Yeah. But at least allow it to be there, um, rather than In keep all on glory. Right. Yeah. Instead of keep yeah. on going. Oh well, we can't deal with it because of the software limitations. Well, you know, fine. <laughs> but I think. Take the hit on the revenue that you may or may not make from those platforms. That are exactly, because once again, we've heard uh, just recently. I think it was in Wired magazine or something like that that uh, Stern did their interview and mentioned once again about digital pinball and yeah, how they see it being advantageous and how they would love to use it. And it's <clears> like, yeah. come on! It seems like they're ready. ready. They're ready. They're They're just waiting on the technical aspects to be in place for these new pens to roll off the line and be in digital form as well, you know? Yeah. What a great thing to actually have. I think, I don't know whether we've touched on this, like, I think we might have talked about this in the green room at one point of the podcast, like, when we weren't recording, but 
what a great thing to actually have a digital companion app for Stern. And mm-hmm. actually, as part of getting uh, a table, like a pro table, you know, you get a digital version free of charge. Yeah. And it's basically a beta testing bed for the software for them. They use it to release software um, updates first, test them digitally, work out what works and what doesn't, get real-life feedback on the code from their customers, and then roll those out into proper um, upgrades for the physical machines. You know? Ah, yeah. That's anybody that's plopping down eight grand for a table, they're not going to be dissuaded from doing that based off of a digital beta version of the same table. You know what I mean? It's not that they're not going to turn them away and you know they're not going to be like oh you know what no this table sucks i don't want to drop a grand on it no they're buying it regardless <laughs> thinking of like you know using the the ios and android you know beta channels option it could be a perk for um stern to actually include a you know a beta testing uh, um channel for you know table purchases so those folks who have actually purchased um a table get Access the um, the new software code before anyone else does. You know, man, that's yeah. that sort of exclusivity would actually be a real selling point. Um, and imagine being able to take a table with you wherever you go, playing it, go, go to tournaments, and actually have um, time on these tables that you like to be playing at a tournament in digital form with accurate physics, and get some you know really deep time to learn the the rule set of them and. and and that will help you excel in tournaments. You know, there's so many good reasons for Stern to partner with somebody that already has a pedigree um, and can actually produce tables. Um, you see where I'm going here, don't yeah. you? How, how about Pro Pinball? <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> well, it would probably align with the the release schedule of Stern a little bit more. Like you know, yeah, the, really. The time the time to market would actually sort of be similar at the moment. And Barnstorm games, I'm sure they'll get faster as they start to hopefully release the other back catalogue of Pro Pinball. And um, who knows? We might actually start seeing real life versions of um, the Time Shock coming around to an arcade near you because that was news too it wasn't on the social medias mm-hmm. um, how they're actually producing a, a real life version of Time Shock through Silver Castle Pinball so you know that's pretty awesome to yeah. actually be able to go walk up to a Time Shock Pinball and play it you yeah know? that is that is pretty awesome I gotta say though I, I am looking more forward to the digital version just because mm-hmm. I'm thinking like you know most most new pins that comes out you, you see them you know here and there but having the digital version in my living room at all times is, is a little more appealing to me, you know, because <laughs> I only go to Vegas, you know, once in a great while. So otherwise, they're just going to be like in dudes' basements probably around the globe. So, yeah, <laughs> I like a lot of the, um, it's certainly in the case of Wizard of Oz. While it is capable of being operated as a coin operated machine, I think the original intent um, of that machine was for home use only. So, the, the ones that were on location here in um, Brisbane or actually in Queensland down the Gold Coast, um, it had a lot of problems. Like it, it wasn't really up to the constant hammering that it was getting on that, on that location because it was really, you know, it was designed robustly, but robustly for a home market. Well, that's um, a complaint with most stern tables also. I mean, that's why they have their pro, essentially why they have their pro models because they took away all the toys that would break. <laughs> from the constant hammering. 
like there's a real a real bugbear I have with with Pro, particularly on ACDC Pro, is that which they're re-releasing. Yeah, with yeah, you know, classic you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Exactly, huh? Yeah, it's crap. Anyhow, look, it's good well, for well, them well, well, I'll just, I'll just for those that don't know, they're re-releasing ACDC Pro Pinball, and they're now putting in the moving bell. And what was the other? Uh, oh, shoot, I'm completely drawn a blank on the second thing that they're LEDs. adding. Oh, the yeah, LEDs. LEDs. That's right. Yes, LED LEDs. Um, so, all those that purchased the uh, original Pro version, they just got screwed. <laughs> well, you could look at it this way those people who originally purchased the Pro version probably need to upgrade their tables by about now because, <laughs> because all their ramps will be cracked and uh, a lot of the Playfield toys are on there. All the Thunderbolt lights will be hammered to heck and right. they'll be pretty huckery because that's the thing with Pro. At least with. Um, with, with ACDC Pro, Stern, for whatever reason, did not put on ramp protectors, whereas the LEs and the, um, uh, what's the, the, the premiums all had ramp protectors. So you walk up to one in the arcade and the ramps are smashed. And, you know, you look at it and go, why didn't they do that? Like, this is the model that operators will be buying to recoup costs because it's cheap and they'll be able to flip it um, as far as cost versus maintenance versus space on the floor. And they don't put ramp protectors on it? Why would you do that, Stern? Silly, silly move. Well, because, you know, apparently there's a $3,000 price difference, and uh, that's how much those ramp protectors must cost. I don't know. <laughs> the thing is, you can't actually buy the ramp protectors if you don't have a pro, if you don't have an LE or a premium. You, you can't no, is Cliffy Is Cliffy not making them? No, they're not, because they exist, you see, for the um, oh. for the, the premium LE, so he's actually not. But I think if he had enough demand, he probably would. Um, no. The problem is, by the time you work out you need ramp protectors, your ramps are screwed anyhow, and you've got to do <laughs> fiberglassing. You've got to fiberglass them and try and, like, fix them up. And <laughs> the location that actually has a, a ACDC near me has used putty on the backs <laughs> of the ramps, because the... the um, the U, the, the the hairpins at the back of the ramps um, get really hammered, and that's where they crack, so they just bog them up, and it's such a bodgy job, but it does the job. But as far as resale value for that table, you, you can forget it. You know, yeah. it's <laughs> game over. So, you know, Stern, um, uh, Belly Williams back in the day, they had, you know, bits of metal on the entries to all ramps regardless you know if you think about it though Belly and Williams back in the 90s they were essentially all limited editions in yeah. today's market they were all elites they all had drop targets they didn't have stand ups in place of drop targets and uh, it kind of enrages me a bit that <laughs> there is there is these levels that you can go for and the levels actually cut out some of the key playfield things like drop targets. They should not be a premium or LE feature. They should be part of a standard game. They're drop targets, you know. Anyhow, <laughs> I'll get off. The stepping soapbox. on, yeah, stepping off that soapbox. <laughs> here, here. Well, let's, <laughs> let's, let's 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 move away from uh, from pinball just for a uh, you know few minutes or forty five. And uh, <laughs> hop on your segue. Well, yeah, I know. Hop on my segue, and uh, let's go into the final uh, edition since it's the end of summer of summer movies. 
We're going to talk about the movies that are coming out uh, this month, in the month of August. The movie starts in one minute. Now playing at a location near you. Aw, oh, come on. Um, okay. Thank you. Enjoy the film. Get the quick uh, rundown of what you guys think. Are they crap? Should we go? That kind of business. Um, let's start with what just opened, and we've already kind of touched upon a little bit, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I just went and saw it last night, actually. Did you guys any of you guys see it? Only saw the trailer so far. <laughs> this is a bit of a dead segment for me, because I've got two kids, and it's like trying to um, trying to actually get to movies in the cinema. It is is somewhat of a military operation. So, <laughs> so I'll, just the troops. Quietly, I'll just sit here quietly and look, look at the forums and, and stuff while you guys talk about this. <laughs> well, we like, we like to hear your impressions, though, as, as far as like what you think of, of uh, anticipation of, of the trailers and such. Exactly. So, you know, so don't be whether, afraid to or not you're, Yeah, you could be just going, God, I wish I didn't have kids so I could see that, or thank God I have kids so I don't have to see that. You know, yeah. we, we could take it, take it on that front. Your I thoughts on the ambiance were, were just stellar, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was an uh, interesting discussion. The old ambiance. Anyhow, Guardians anyhow, of the no, I, I will say I, I I enjoyed the movie. I didn't think it was amazing or anything, um, but I heard somebody mention about how what's rare about Guardians is that it's a the return of science fiction comedy. Which, truth be told, yeah, we have not had that in a long time oh, you uh, just made me want to really see it I just made you really want to see it yeah <laughs> the other thing that somebody mentioned and I kind of went you know what they kind of hit this close is that the kind of sci-fi that it is is kind of like the fifth element where it's very colorful kind of jokey um, you know it's not uh, hardcore violence it's more just you know people getting shocked and falling to the floor kind of thing um, so it it winds up being the kind of thing that is fairly kid friendly. Uh, the jokes that are double entendre or risque will go right over their heads. They'll never catch it. Um, but uh, no, I had a good time with it. It was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. It also made me understand what is it? Infinity Gauntlet in uh, Zen because I <laughs> it deals with these Infinity Stones and and. Uh, uh, Thanos, I think, is the name of the the guy. I had no clue when I was playing Zen Pinball what that whole table was about. Now I actually have somewhat of a clue. So that's good. Thanks. <laughs> so so, so it, re- it really is more of a of a sci-fi movie than a, a superhero it's, movie. It's not a superhero movie. No, it's not a superhero movie. It's a sci-fi. Excellent. It's a sci-fi spaceships movie. and it's it's spaceships and pew 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 and uh, <laughs> I'll see. I think that. Like, I like a bit of pew-pew-pew in my movies. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's nobody with superpowers. It's, you know, aliens and uh, technology. Now, is this based on an actual comic book, or is this something Yeah, it's apparently it's a, a kind of an obscure comic book. Um, it's one of those that even comic book geeks, a lot of them are like, uh, no, I always skip that one. I never bothered. So. <laughs> yeah, try well, to like smoke a spin-off of a spin-off type of thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, think about it. You've got a a talking raccoon and a tree that only says "I am Groot." You know, as your as some of your main characters. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, though, I think I'd rather see this than something like another Spider-Man reboot. 
And that's oh, just you know, it. It's something completely different, but in the same vein, you know. So I don't know. They, I think, because I skipped seeing the the most recent Captain America. I had no interest in that, but this yeah, I was all over. Pass. So, you know, there's something to be said about that. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, what's coming out. I know this week uh, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hmm, Cowbunga. Yeah, anybody on board with that? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Michael Bayhem experience. Yes, oh, it is, is it? a Bayhem experience. Oh, boo well, he didn't direct it, but he produced it, so, you know. Mm, oh, there's going to be lens flare in there, you know it. I oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's required. Yep. Required lens flare. Uh, I can just see the katana sword from Leonardo just coming out of the screen at you. You know, in, in old school 3D days, you know. <laughs> you know, when, in the 50s when 3D was like all new and shiny again. When they, when they were doing this paddle ball at you. Sword, and like they <laughs> wave the sword out into the audience and they would go, ooh. Yeah, you get like whiplash it, from the reaction. I do have yeah. a mention, I saw a trailer for the a movie called Into the Storm. Which I just went, oh, I didn't know they were making a sequel to Twister. Is <laughs> <laughs> Bill Paxton in it? Well, that's literally what it is. It's about a super storm, but it's tornadoes. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> so <laughs> the perfect storm I've had in it? Are there any sharks? Storm? No, I don't believe there's any sharks. Um, <laughs> they have lasers. Did they jump the shark? <laughs> I don't know. That was one of those where, I, again, I saw the trailer and I was just like scratching my head. I was like, really? Okie dokie. Mm. Um, <laughs> how about, uh, I'm actually curious about this one. Uh, Let's Be Cops. <laughs> I've not even heard about that one down here in the colony. Well, you know why either. you might not, you may, you know why you guys might not, because I don't know if you guys get the TV show New Girl. Oh, um, Zoe. Mm. But two, yeah. of the, two of the actors from that uh, uh is it Damon Wayans Jr.? I don't know. One of the Wayans. Oh, okay. And, and the guy that plays um, Zoe's current boyfriend on the show, or on again, on Nick? again. Uh, Nick. Ah, yeah. Nick. So oh, I like him. guys, and basically they're going to a Halloween party, and they dress up as cops, and on their way there to the party, everybody takes them for real cops, and they realize how much fun it is to you know, have that kind of control. And it, so they kind of go overboard and, you know, get a cop car and start pretending to be actual cops. And, of course, you know, hilarity ensues. But I don't know. I kind of like the manic energy of the uh, trailer. Yeah, that might not be too bad. I got to admit, New Girl isn't really too bad of a show. I mean, my wife watches it. I enjoy so. it. Yeah, it's funny. I, I really like the Nick Miller character. I mean, he's the kind of guy you'd like to, you know, sit around and have a beer with. So this movie could, could have some potential. Yeah. Um, Expendables 3. Mm, I never saw the first two. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess you're not, you're not the target audience. <laughs> I'm not going to go see it. I'll wait for uh, video because I really didn't like the second one that much. Uh, speaking of uh, cross-promotion, um, there, there's a PC game called Broforce, uh, which just released a, a free standalone upgrade, whatever, um, that's called Expander Bros. So you can play some Broforce with all the expandable characters. Oh, interesting. Ah. All right. It's free, Good so timing. you might want to try it. The, the, the only reason why I'm curious to see Expendables 3 is just because Harrison Ford in a helicopter blowing things away just kind of thrills me, and then having Gibson, Mel Gibson as the bad guy just also kind of, I want to see that. 
So. Oh wow! Yeah, we could see him rage a little more. I love Crazy Mel. That's you know nothing. That's all. That's all. Role for him. Exactly. So, I don't want to see him trying to do him comedies or anything. I just like him going off his rocker. Um, <laughs> it's realistic. Let's you know? around. Let's. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny play. <laughs> Which I gotta mention. Did Did you guys catch the trailer for Mad Max Fury Road? No, no. I didn't. Oh my god! You got to go. I'll. I'll. I'll well, I, it actually, I did Twitter it. Um, if you go to my Twitter feed, I even I don't know if I put it on the blockade uh, Twitter feed. But anyway, go to shut your trash. Yeah, you did. Uh, I, I still tweet about it. It was like dude, that. A... That trailer is nuts. It is fantastic. I am so jazzed for that movie. It's ridiculous, <laughs> and I have to wait until 2015, like deep 2015. <laughs> why do they? Why do they advertise these movies so so early? Like, why do they do it? I don't get it. Well, you know what? I think in the case of this movie, it's been... They finished it a year ago, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's one of these that it's... I don't know if it's so effects-heavy, because he said that he's doing, like, 80% physical, you know, practical effects and 20% CG. Um, I think it's more of a question of the studio not quite knowing when and how to release it, because it's... I don't know if it's a tricky property to market, but... um, I think releasing the trailer this early was basically to shut people up from speculating that it's a turd. And uh, yeah, that uh, would be my fear because, oh man, you don't want to ruin the legacy. No, but the trailer basically wound up being the best thing coming out of Comic-Con this year, according to everybody. Well, that's and, encouraging. And, I mean, like, everybody was talking about it, and, like, I'm just, like, over the moon over it. So, uh-huh. I, think it did, I think it did its job. <laughs> I'd say. Everyone uh, will start developing a thirst for guzzling again. Yes, guzzling, hey, yeah. you said, yeah. Uh, last movie of the summer that I think any of us would even care about would be uh, Sin City 2. Oh, that would be something I'd like to go and see. Oh, we Sin finally City found one. For... Yeah, no, I'm that one I think I, I will definitely go see. I loved the first one. I think it's totally yeah. unique. Yeah, it is. It was... Well, it was certainly unique back then. Let's see if the sequel carries it through, because it it won't be unique because it's been done but I think I'd like to see it again like that that style again it'd be very cool it's it's not just that it's unique it's unique and it worked pretty well I really enjoyed the film quite a lot yeah now of these movies that we mentioned uh, I know Guardians Mutant Turtles uh, and Sin City they are all available in 3D now we've we've teased this topic (laughs) We've avoided this topic, but here we go. Jared made a statement a couple of podcasts ago that 3D is the only reason to go to an actual movie theater to see a movie. Disagree. And i got to disagree, too. But, Jared, why do you say that? Well, I think that the advances in, in home theater technology and TV technology allows you, particularly like things like like what is it, um, 4K TV displays now, um, we're getting into an era where you can actually, if you want to, set up something pretty amazing at home with 3D um, viewing and get an experience that's quite close to a movie theatre. And I think 3D in the movies is different to 3D at home because of the different technologies technologies they use Um, particularly if you go to see a 3D movie in something like IMAX um, where you just have you're just like immersed in the movie that's that's 
very, very different to watching it at home. Um, but for me, for my money, um, I would probably, and also I guess probably the, the caveat here is, as I've said before, you know, I've got kids, it's very hard for me to get to movie theatres. Um, it's If I have a good setup at home, I'll probably just wait until it comes to digital download or um, physical media and and actually just watch the movie at home in the comfort of my lounge. Um, Do any of you guys size, have a problem? Man. I know. This, this, for me, it's all about the size. You cannot... The, the mega screens. There's just details... Just sit closer to the, TV. No, it doesn't work <laughs> that true. way, though. It does not work that way. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I've tried. Um... To me, it's it's having your entire peripheral taken up by a screen. It's, it's seeing it with an audience. Because there are certain movies, like, I'm sorry, you cannot watch a Rocky movie at home and experience it the same way that you watch it yeah. in a movie theater. It, same thing with comedies. An event. And and um, if, if I stay at home and just turn on my TV, that's something I do on a regular basis. But if I... I'm, I'm quite... I'm not that often at the cinema, but when I go to the cinema... Uh, I take my girlfriend with me. There are other people. We are waiting for the movie to start, and um, it's just more exciting than watching TV at home. Yeah, it's something special. You, that you, 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 it, 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 as, as I said, I don't go to the movies that often. So if I go to the cinema, it's a movie I really want to see. So um, um, the part of looking forward to the day you can finally see the movie uh, uh, plays another role in it. And I, I think just that it has to be an event. Well, if it is an event, event, it's more fun. So, Bonzo, it's I didn't. It's funny you mention your... the the word event um, there, Bonzo, because we actually have a chain of cinemas here called Event Cinemas, and it's maybe what they're trying to tap into there as far as the what they're trying to give uh, customers. You know, they, they've got the mega screens and the 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 movie theaters bristling with speakers and you know massive subwoofers at the front of the. Um, the thing, which you know, it's really hard to replicate in your living room, or you know, to some degrees, even if you have like a, a dedicated media room, as some houses are actually getting now. Um, yeah, that sort of stuff's pretty tricky. Bonzo, do, do you like three D or not? Uh, I very much enjoyed it in Avatar, but it was always a letdown in every movie after that. Yeah, see, that's really, that's, I, that's for I, me. It's and, it's got to be a director that knows what they're doing with it. Yeah. And and it's, uh, it's it can't just be tacked on. It, it has exactly. to be it has to be planned through from the beginning. Yes, and that's I think why I stopped. Uh, to me, it's got to be film native three D or planned as three D from the very beginning. Um, and again, there's only a few directors who I'll trust. I up till yet I haven't watched the Hobbit movies in three D because I didn't want to be distracted by everybody was complaining about the forty eight frames and it being hyper real mm-hmm. and looking like a soap opera. And I didn't want to have that take away from my enjoyment of the movie. And I figured, hey, I watched the first three, you know, Word of the Rings in 2D. Why shouldn't I watch The Hobbit in that way? And I think with this third one, though, I might actually just experience it just to see. Um, but it'll be my second viewing. I'm not going to ruin my first viewing with being distracted by, by it. But that's for me, is the problem with 3D. Like, if I'm watching an, a kid's movie in 3D, an animated 3D... I think it works wonderful, and I don't think yeah. about the 3D. But when I'm watching a live-action movie, I tend to suddenly start thinking about it. Um, Do you the, think it's because the uh, um, 
the director chooses the focal point in the um, when they're doing the cinematography, where they actually choose the focus point, and that is the point that you must watch, otherwise everything else is out of focus. Do you think mm. that spoils it a bit? No, because they do that in two D also. You know, it's it's whenever they shoot a long lens, you're they're what they want you to see is the only thing that's going to be in focus. And everything else is going to be out of focus also. So yeah, I guess that's true. Um, with I don't think that's the case with three D. I think the problem is is that often they don't. You get distracted because they are purposely throwing something at you, and that brings you out of the moment um, uh, yeah. instead of immersing you. Sense. Exactly, and that's, I think, why Avatar was so brilliant, because it just immersed you. You weren't aware of the 3D-ness of it. Um, God, that was the only good thing about the movie, just, was yeah. 3D. <laughs> oh, don't the even go there. I love terrible. it. Uh, Pocahontas 3D. <laughs> but, <laughs> just the but dialogue. Like, but even like, even like Prometheus, um, I loved the 3D in it, because I actually felt that it added to the movie, and it wasn't a distraction to the movie. Um... And I can't say that about a lot of movies that way. That being said, the Blu-rays that I have been buying, I've been buying the 3D versions. I don't even have a 3D TV yet, but it's because I know I'm going to buy a 3D TV, and I do want to still see them in 3D. I think for me, it's that in the theater, I don't like the upcharge. I can't stand the fact that I'm paying extra. Yeah. I don't know. know. Jared, do you guys pay extra for 3D? Yeah, we do. Um, It's usually 2 or $3 more. Yeah, I don't like the glasses because it's, it makes everything darker. Well, it's hard for me because anyway. I wear glasses. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you have to put them on top of your glasses, and it's it makes uh, it a lot dimmer too. I mean, some yes. of them are better than others, but uh, I, I can't really see in the dark very well either. So it just makes it even worse. Oh. So, yeah, I'd rather just watch two D. Man, it's like it's good enough. <laughs> Unless it's like a really spectacular experience, like Avatar or something like that, then yeah, it's worth it. But in general. Yeah, well, no, just... I think Gravity was the last one I saw in 3D, and that was well worth it. That would be. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, a second one I liked in 3D. Yeah, yeah. Gravity was great. Gravity. But again, because really you knew that that's what they were, that's what it was being designed for, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's the way to tell it. Um, have you guys played video games in 3D? Nope. I nope. tried, uh, my, my brother has a 3D monitor. I tried a couple games. It was actually pretty cool. Um, I don't think there are really too many games that are, you know, really specifically designed for it, where it's yeah. kind of, like Bonzo was saying, kind of more of like a tacked-on thing. I've only played Zen in 3D, and it was spectacular. <laughs> you beat me to it. Um, uh, they shot your trap. I, I tried very early on. They forgot to take the 3D option out of the Android version. Oh. Uh, um, so... Because their code is very similar between platforms, they they didn't actually exclude 3D. So I happened to connect my back then my transformer TF300 up to my um, monitor, which was an LG monitor that supported 3D, and I had little 3D glasses. And I thought, oh yeah, well I'll, I'll plug it in and just start playing it. And lo and behold, the thing switched to 3D on me. I went, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it was choppy. As, like you couldn't play it. Like it was so choppy. Even when I overclocked the device, you still couldn't play it because it was so choppy. And I actually, probably mistakenly, I told them, hey, 3D in mobile, this is awesome. And they took it out. Uh, so they should have left it in because the today's generation of mobile devices could totally do it. And it looks amazing. 
Um, Man, why don't you just leave it in? Yeah, they should just lift it in. I don't know why they took it out. Um, but it looked great. Like for pinball, I think it's really necessary because it gives the depth that you need. It gives that illusion of 3D. Well, not only that, and, what I really noticed was on the ramps, um, you suddenly realize how steep a certain ramp was or you know, yeah. how steep or shallow. It, it just it makes that difference and it's that same experience as standing in front of an actual table um, because you're not moving around you know it's not all first person shooter kind of you know no, it's whatever it's, it, this is the standard you know position that you're going to be standing in and no nah, it works it works amazingly well that's the other reason really I want 3D TV <laughs> yeah no it's great I really wish I, I don't know I'd love to see the 3D option put back into mobile platforms because I'm sure the iPad could do it too yeah like it it would be totally capable of pushing 3D um well, yeah, but then does, you'd have to have, you know, eyeglasses or something and uh, yeah. <laughs> whatever the they would call it. Does, like, t- like 3D, it drops the frame rate. So this is why you get chop. So it drops the frame rate in the case of Zen from about 60 to about 30. Um, so because it's got to have like 30 for one eye and 30 for the other eye as it switches. Yeah. So you know, if they're going to push 60 frames per second per eye, um, then that's going to take some grunt to actually pull that off. So that's probably why they had to pull it. There are some games that are doing some interesting things with 3D, like uh, MLB The Show on PS4 and PS3. If you um, are playing with a friend and you both have the glasses on, um, one person can see the pitching view in their glasses and the other person sees the batting view. So it's like a totally different... They've done the same thing it. on certain racing games. Yeah, oh, it's pretty slick. That's cool. So yeah. it's basically Very cool. split screen. Like it's the new generation the split screen. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's really yeah. and, that, and that way you can also like if you're playing Madden or something like that, yeah, you, know, you don't have to worry about the person seeing what play you're picking. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking too. And with MOB, you know, the pitches, the pitch selection, all right. that. So yeah, it right. really helps with that sort of thing too. That's pretty cool. I, have to I know that only works on active shutter glasses. It doesn't work on the uh, passive mm. glasses. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a cool cool use of it. So, hey, yeah. uh, did you guys? Uh, well, well, we'll start it off with this because I know that it's not going to be any different. But uh, Bonzo, please tell me, please tell me, you have a Germany report for us. Um, yeah, of course, quite a long one once again. Once again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured that was going to be the case. Um, have you guys played any uh, tables, actual physical tables, recently? You know, I was going to. Uh, I was at the movie theater the other day to see the uh, certain monkey movie, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. They have a Sharky shootout there, and I was going to play oh, it, wow. but uh, yeah, I was all excited. But then I realized uh, we only had plastics so and no quarters, so that kind of sucked. Oh, snow pinball for me. It's just the world we live in, this plastic world. Yeah. How about you, you, Jared? Start tap and pay on pinballs, eh? You know, I don't know if you guys have that over over there in the US, but you know, the NFC in your credit card, where you can just tap it over a proximity reader and you pay for things. Yes. Really, on pinball machines? No, no, no. Oh, I was gonna say you should. I was gonna say, man, you guys are really ahead of the game. How good would it be, though? I mean, in uh, some arcades, they actually have card reader um, systems, like in a chain of arcades over here called Time Zone. 
they've got swipe cards, so you can load you up get your, your tokens and stuff. Yeah, it's buster here. It's a cool idea. Um, makes the whole arcade cashless, which means you don't have to run around and empty cash boxes every week. So makes it easy for the operator. Anyhow, mm. yeah, it's easy uh, for the operator. Yeah. The problem, the problem is, is for the uh, the customer because instead of charging a buck for the game, they charge like a buck five. And so you <laughs> never have. So you'll empty your card out, and it'll be like you have thirty-five cents on your card. Oh, but you can only load a dollar at a time. It's like ah, oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get you. You're right. Well, I saw one table. This was a while back, but I'll I'll count it. Um, I actually saw a Transformers pin in the wild. But the problem down here in Australia is because we don't use we don't have quarter pricing down here. We have dollars. Um, we they either charge a dollar, which is really rare these days, or two dollars. And uh, this was two dollars a play. Um, and it's the Transformers. And, it's not worth know, it. It's really not. I was like, wow. I want to play this. I've never played it before. And I went, oh, two bucks. Come on, guys. Um, it wasn't even any cheaper if you used tokens. Like, it was still four tokens, which cost uh-huh. 50 cents each. So that was one. And then the other day I saw um, in the city um, a Tales from the Crypt um, by Data East. And it was actually probably worth the two dollars they have completely done it up with leds including led flashes which are really expensive um if you're ever fitting out a pinball machine led flashes are probably one of the most expensive things you you put on there as far as lights go um and i have to say it just changed the game hey like it was feels very blue i have to admit a lot of blue leds in there but um it was really nice had some, some mechanical issues the the top flipper was busted, so it was really hard to shoot the crypt. Um, you, you kind of just have to hope it bounced in there, which is like <laughs> trying trying to bounce one into the crypt is like the the hole in one shot on No Good Gophers, right? So, uh-huh. and the sound, my God, the sound was just it, it's like someone it like the board was corrupted. I don't know whether it was a ROM issue or a hardware issue, but it was terrible. It was screechy and. It, it was just, yeah, un, unlistenable. It just spoiled the game. Because, I mean, that game's all about the sound calls with John Cassia as the keeper, like, screeching at the top of his voice at you, you know. It's part of the game, and it just wasn't working. So that's $2 too much, if you ask me. I actually reported the issues to the people, so I might drop in there again today and see if it's working. Um, so, yeah, they're the two that I've played recently. Well, I, uh, as some of you might know, because uh, I bragged about it last week, um, I posted uh, photos and everything of it. I went to my pinball league, and you went to got heaven. to play some. Yeah, I got to play some exceedingly, exceedingly rare tables. <laughs> um, I started off the day. Yes, <laughs> I started off the day playing so crawl, and uh, I because I. This is the second time I've been to this guy's house. He basically, our pinball league is hosted at people's houses, and this particular gentleman opens his house once or twice a year to the pinball league to come and uh, play in his... I don't want to just call it an arcade. It's a Nirvana wonderland. And so last time I was there, Kroll wasn't working, but this time it was, and so I was like, okay, i got to try this thing out. And it's pretty interesting. It was kind of easy... Um, I mean, I was able to keep a ball going for a long time, but what would trip me out was it has a lower play field, 
that is a miniature pinball table below. And it kind of reminded me of on Family Guy, how they have the mini pinball. The ball had yeah. a little more weight, and I, it's heavily, heavily magnified, so I don't know how big this actual thing is on the underside of the playfield. Um, but uh, it was kind of cool just playing this little tiny miniature pinball machine down below the frame. It was all I wanted to do. I could care less about what was going on in the upper playfield. I was just kept on trying to get the ball to <laughs> activate the lower thing. So anyway, Kroll was kind of interesting. Um, I also got to play, once again, Loch Ness Monster, which is the only one of its kind in existence. And uh, Is that a reskin? That, that no. Is it like a reskin? No, it was made by this company called Game Plan. And oh, they, Game Plan, right. Uh, I believe it never got out of prototype. Um, so they finished off the table itself. I mean, it's, it's completely done. Um, but uh, that, as far as I know, if what people have told me is that's the only one in existence. Um, I also got to play King Kong from Data East, which I know has a storied history. And that one was pretty cool. Um, and I'm not a Data East fan at all. Um, but it had a this the midfield flipper was extra long. They called it a King Kong flipper or something like that. <laughs> um, oh. it, it was kind of cool. It was just a really long flipper. Um, it had su- this super steep ramp. So size does matter. I guess so. Um, I couldn't tell you what the object of the game was itself, but uh, it played like the really object cool. With all race games. Shoot the things. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Pretty much. The but it was, it, was, it was pretty interesting. I enjoyed it. Um, I got to play Woe Nelly. Which big juicy melons? Ju- yeah, big juicy melons. The it's an, it, look. It's an EM. There's no two ways about it. It doesn't play any different than any other EM you've ever played. Um, it's all about the artwork. It's all. Of, it's totally LED'd out. So, which is kind of a trip seeing on a <laughs> seeing that on an EM and still having the bing bongs go at you. The it's thing an that EM, it, but it's all modern guts in it, right? Like it's yes. actually got a custom board. Yes, but it still has you know the scoring reels and yeah. uh, the chimes. What impressed me the most about this thing, though, was the cabinet. The cabinet was awesome because it it was like this wood crate, and it felt I don't, I'm uh, I'm not sure if it was actual real wood or not, but it it's kind of like if you go to Disneyland and you feel you know their wood fences they're so heavily coated with you know lacquer and stuff so that nobody gets a splinter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that you couldn't tell if it was real wood or not, but that's basically what it was. And it's set upon what looks like two other, cr- you know, fruit crates. And the, the way that they got the rake on the table was basically there was a two by four shoved underneath it, and then two coke cans, you know, for like extra <laughs> shimming. It, it was just really an awesome design look to it. And then because of that, you could not nudge this machine to save your life. <laughs> I mean, because it's it seems like a, it was dynamolted into the ground, right? Oh, yeah, be because it's on such a well, it's got such a large footprint. Instead of having just you know four legs, it's you know crates that it's sitting on. So it's really hard to nudge this thing back and forth. So it felt like it was just built, you know, Bertha solid. It was it was a pretty cool build. Um, <laughs> Sounds like one of those machines that you know, as an operator, you put in one place and you leave it there. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And um, I also got to play, uh, which I have to rub it into Jared, a uh, Whitewood uh, safe cracker. Yeah, I saw uh, and 
that that is um that reminded me when I saw the pics on on your Twitter feed. I was going, man, that is almost like super pro mode uh, safe cracker because there's nothing to give you clues about what you need to shoot for except for the no. And lights. somebody had gone on a, with a sharpie, they'd written on the inserts um, what that particular oh, really? insert would be, so you kind of had a clue what was going on. What was weird was the first game I played on it was not the standard safe cracker mode. It was uh like assault break, mode or something like that? Yeah, assault mode, break the vault. That What you do with that particular mode, if you win a magic token in the game, you you reinvest it back into the machine. It unlocks a special game mode called break the vault or assault mode. And it's just like this massive six ball or four ball multi ball yeah. all the time. And you're just smashing the vault and you can actually earn tokens. Yes, yeah, um, I never played that before yeah. and that was what it started with. So I don't know if he just had it um, set Sounds like for it. that to be the mode um, to start yeah. up with or not, because it wasn't that way the last time I'd played it. Um, and then the other one that I played that was uh, exceedingly rare that I put in time this time as was the last time I played it was Wizard Blocks. And yeah. I gotta say, yeah, and I was not a Pin 2K fan based off of Episode 1 and Revenge from Mars. I like the humor in Revenge from Mars, but I still find yeah, it, me too. The, the play layout, the playfield layout was still pretty boring and, and ho-hum but the with wizard blocks you can so tell it's a Pat Lawler game <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but there was actually some variation of where to shoot and you know there was a, a again a mid flipper and shooting side ramps and uh, it was pretty cool I, I had a good time playing that and I could see where they were going with it um so that was that was pretty interesting. Anyway, those were the those were the highlights of of playing in that place. I played a ton of other games too, but um, those were certainly the the Wunderwall. You lucky <laughs> bastard! I know, and that was just the tip of the iceberg. Like I saw the quick video run through. It wasn't a walkthrough. Yeah. It was a run through yes. of of um, the other games there, and there were you know things like I think there was a Judge Dread there, and um, there were a couple of other. Uh, there was a Dirty Harry. Is that right? Mm, I'm trying to think. No, I'm just trying I'm to recall not. from memory uh, what there was. But there were some nice titles there. I know that for oh, sure. Yeah. So this guy's got like it's like a it's got a bar and it's got a like a wood fire. It's got pizza a nightclub and it's got a pizza oven and it's and got this theater home theater and the seats were motion uh, motion seats, D box seats. Just so they insane. tilt and rock. It's yeah, it amazing. would be pretty amazing to go there. Um, we don't really have anything. If I was going to do my own sort of arcade, I, that's sort of how I'd do it. You know, probably without all the um, the white woods in it because <laughs> there's no way you can get those. Uh, <laughs> no. He was like, he's like an ex-industry guy. This guy, hey, like, no, he's he not. Was... He's not ex-industry. He oh, just right. no, he's not an ex-industry. He's just a severe collector, and he's got ins with you know, the, the former designers. Houses. Yeah. Many of his many of his tables came from designer living rooms. Yeah. Um, so most of them, most of them, the ROMs are prototype ROMs. Uh, we were warned about that before playing the tournament that most of these tables are not going to be running the same way that you're used to these tables, even if they look like the regular table. They're often running on prototype uh, setups. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool it place. is. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Hey, Jared, I know uh, you have a, uh, what we'll call a mailbag of stuff you want to get to. Yeah, I just, um, I know a lot of other podcasts um, sort of 
talk about the feedback and stuff they, they get. And we generally don't for some reason. I thought it's probably time to change that. I know that um, I'm a big avid listener of the Pinheads Pinball podcast, which is an Australian production done by um, a guy who's actually in the radio industry. It's really good. And it's such a buzz to hear your um, name read out um, on air, so to speak, um, in, a, in a podcast. So I just wanted to um, – there's a couple of things I wanted to do. I just wanted to, first of all, um, give a shout-out to um, the Pinball Podcast, Don and Jeff. Um, hey, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, we all heard your little um, comment um, in your one of your – I think the last podcast you did um, about the uh, change in name and the change in structure and what we talk about on the podcast um, the guys are saying that, hey, they've got uh, big balls just going a little bit of pinball and 45 minutes of movies. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, we just wanted to try and mix it up a bit. And, um, yeah, we really we really appreciate your, your feedback and the fact you're listening to us. So thanks heaps for, um, for sharing a bit about the podcast. And um, if you've got any other suggestions about what we might want to do, what you might want to hear in a podcast with perhaps um, less – uh, structure, then yeah, we'd love to get some um, more ideas from you guys because yeah, I really enjoy listening to your podcast. So it's a it's a great production. Um, I also have a, um, a I guess it's kind of like a an award. There's no prize attached. It's just something that I noticed the other day, um, and I'm going to call it for great justice award. Okay, and, and this is a. <laughs> Yeah, those geeks who are listening to the podcast will know what for great justice means. Um, uh, so this is for um, services of excellence um, in the Android forum um, and dedication to data, um, beta testing. There's a user called Kingo. And for a while, he's been um, looking at the view angles of all the tables in Pimble Arcade. And he's just noticed some real inconsistencies. So what this guy's done, is gone through each table, looked at all the plunger cams, and noted all the inconsistencies in the plunger oh, cams wow. across all the tables. And I commented, I said, dude, that must have taken you so, so long to go in, capture it, and record your feedback. And i tell you what, it's pretty eye-opening to see the disparity between all the different plunger cams and the bugs in each of the plunger views and... It's yeah, a little bit revealing. It's just one of those, again, one of those low-hanging fruit items that um, right. the and the team can actually do to um, clean the game up a bit when they have a chance. So it was really, really nice to actually see um, that sort of um, effort being put in to beta testing. And, you know, for those people who do take the time to beta test, it's kind of what we're, we're here for, you know. We, we do try and... Um, do the best we can to, to help out Farsight um, produce a quality product at the end of the day. So, you know, it's really cool to um, actually, yeah, see people doing that. So that was really awesome. Um, so let's jump into the podcast and interview section. We'll have a look at the feedback for Ambiance <laughs> um, at the moment, which was a fun episode. Um, so, um, hey, Russell Bergman, thanks very much for your feedback, mate. Um He's saying that uh, the po- podcast was great. He um, he agrees that more polish and added features are needed. Uh, this is in the game, um, not our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, he'd like to see the artwork issues get a bit of attention too. Um, and uh, he'd like to see, he actually made mention of a, a lip back box topper on a Pinbot and getting some of that wiring wired in. So, yeah, they're really good suggestions, Russell. So thanks for those. It'd be really great to see that type of thing. And uh, Buzz1126 wants those Sloopy Ten Commandments um, in printed form so he can uh, he can display them proudly on his wall. I think he's a big fan. Shutdown, I guess so. I could I could probably uh, do something about that and post those at some point. Yeah, actually, the 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 Slurpee chat actually raised a fair bit of uh, good discussion. Uh, Eaton Beaver here, um, also by the way, really good username, man. <laughs> Every time I read your username, I laugh. Um, he was talking about the uh, disparity in size of uh, the uh, the cup sizes, where they're getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and he's not happy with that so uh yeah yeah so really good feedback coming through so yeah keep it coming guys we're always really interested to hear what you think of the podcast and how you consume it um and you know what do you like to see in it so if you find that we're taking too long on a segment um let us know or we can tweak it you know because ideally we want something that you want to listen to so if you give us some tips we're we're most likely inclined to do something about them. So yeah, keep the feedback coming. It's great. I'll add in that uh, last time we requested if anybody could submit artwork for a new logo, um, we would vastly appreciate it. We had one submission by uh, PinballWiz45B, uh, so thanks. Appreciate it. It's not quite what we're looking for, but uh, keep trying. Uh, again, logos are different than just graphics. Um, and logos are a tricky business. That's why we don't want to do it. <laughs> and I think to show you, Trap, it was we, we kind of left the door pretty open with what we were after too. So I mean, the fact that that Pinball with forty five B actually took the time to go, you know, what well, I'm going to throw something together, um, and without very much scope at all, it's really sure. good. Like it's it's great that he's done that. So yeah, thanks sure. heaps for that. So, uh, again, people, it's still open, though. If you would like to submit a logo, uh, you may do so. Uh, the email is blah, blah, blahcade at gmail.com. Send, uh, send whatever you got to that, and we'll take a look. Um, and if we wind up using your logo, we'll have you on the show for a, uh, for a little spell, and we'll talk to you. Um, beyond that, do we have anybody else that we wanted to say hello to? I don't think we do. I think that's all the shout-outs for now. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, hey, I think we're going to uh, close up shop. I do want to tease that we have arranged to with uh, Bobby King to talk to him specifically about the Adams Family Kickstarter. Hopefully, we'll be able to get all the details about what's going into getting that Kickstarter going, uh, the history of it, uh, what it means to... Pinball Arcade having that game in there. Uh, all manner of questions. Uh, we're going to stick that into the next podcast, I believe. Um, but it might change. Uh, basically, we'll probably have it whenever the Kickstarter is about to start. It's kind of up to Farsight when they'll be able to uh, allow us to release that. So keep your eyes peeled for that because it might come sooner than later. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we really don't. <laughs> we, really, we don't have any idea what's yep. going on there. Nope, we're at their mercy on this one. So uh, yep. stay tuned for that. It should be interesting. Uh, beyond that, go play some pinball, people. And uh, enjoy your time. Go see a movie. 
And uh, please give us feedback again. Twitter at Shut Your Traps, at Blockade, at Jared Morgs, and whatever Bonto says. <laughs> no, I won't tell. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will uh, see you all next time in the Blockade. All right, boys. So, do we talk about all this? No. That is the question. <laughs> 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 All right, fair enough. That was, easy. <laughs> that was easy. I'm in a good mood now. Don't spoil it. <laughs> <laughs>